Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Check it out. Pod alert, new pod alert. I'm potting again, I'm potting again. Uh, disclaimer before I get started. Uh, on a tight time frame right now. I gotta pick up my kids in a little bit, juggling dad dudes and all. So I'm trying to squeeze in a snack while I record this. And uh, shout out to Dr. Ramsey Nijam, a former Kings strength and conditioning coach who's now taking his talents a couple of years back to the University of Kansas. Uh, if you're not following uh, Ramsey on Instagram and you're like me and you're looking for some uh, health advice and whatnot, I'm, I'm going I'm to shout him out before I get started. And his Instagram is, I should probably doctor dot dr doctor dot Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E dot Nijem, N-I-J-E-M. I wrote a story about him back in, was it 2019, 2018, 2019, about his impact on the Kings at the time, and I'm snacking on this little snack he created, he posted on his uh, Instagram, he posts fitness and like dietary advice, and it's a, it's a tasty little treat, it's basically uh, dessert, but it's full of protein, it's a, uh, I got some Greek yogurt, with a little bit of peanut butter and jelly in there, in my case, strawberry jam. Get you like a dessert feel, get you some protein, low calorie. So yeah, shout out to Ramsey for this one. And so if I'm taking some breaks where it felt like I got, it sounds like I got peanut butter in my mouth, probably actually do. But enough of that, y'all. <laughs> What's good? This is the Ruler of the Court podcast, where I talk about the Sacramento Kings, talk a little hip hop and whatever else may come to mind. It's been a interesting fun week for the king so without further ado let's go ahead and dive right on into the big news of the week and the last episode was recorded before this news came out but i can still opine on this the fact that there's a sense of normalcy and relevancy around golden one center you know we haven't said that often in quite a while. And that normalcy comes from the news that uh, King's general manager, Monty McNair, has agreed to a three-year extension. And the Kings are also not the laughing stock of the league on the court. So, hey, some normalcy, some consistency, some relevancy. 
could these kings actually be doing the right thing for the first time in a while? Let's go ahead and just examine all that. Mm-hmm. You know, for years, kings have been a joke. Everyone's made fun of them. It was the team you went to for your last paycheck before you, you know, went off to retirement. You know, this was the uh, team where draft picks dreaded hearing the commissioner say with the blank pick in the NBA draft, Sacramento Kings select with their name following. Y'all remember, you know, Harrison Barnes is a key part of this Kings team this year, but back when he was getting drafted, kid you not, my man sat in the green room and prayed the Kings wouldn't take him. Prayed. And the Kings took Thomas Robinson, but, <laughs> and I'm not making this up. Uh, if you go to the athletic.com or just Google my name, or Google Harrison Barnes, Pray Kings, February 9th, 2019, I wrote a whole story about how he prayed to kind of avoid the darkness that was the Sacramento Kings. But the Kings have a beam, the Kings have light. And that's where we are now. No longer are they the team that you, uh, if you're a top draft pick, you avoid working out for because God knows you don't want to be a king. Remember, the Kings would have a lottery pick and couldn't get lottery picks to Sacramento to work out for them. Just that shit was crazy. Those days seem to be, as of now, over. You know, because not only did the you know, according to my boy Sam Amick, not only was a three it's a three year extension for McNair. <laughs> excuse me. Also reported that Wes Wilcox, assistant GM, has agreed to an extension as well. And as I mentioned on here before, there were people were wondering would this situation get messy? You've got a sitting GM who's assistant GM is a guy who interviewed for the same job. If things aren't working, could this be a situation where politics come into play guys start trying to work against other guys to make things happen and of course this all comes about too because well this is the kings and that's the way things have kind of worked in sacramento for the last 10 13 years or so whoever has the job <coughs> knows their replacement's probably there already because he was hired while he was still working and we've seen that happen whether it be you know the whole Going back to the Pete D'Alessandro, is Chris Mullen going to coach the Kings days? No, it's wild times. But, you know, that feels like a world ago now that the Kings are winning winning more than they're losing and doing things like giving the GM who helped build the roster the contract extension. I think everyone pretty much agrees he deserves, as Monty McNair, a good Southern California Dodger fan, SoCal native and a Dodger fan, has come in and turned the Kings around this season. But, you know, I, I get that, you know, there's probably some of you who still have a little bit of, um, you know, probably some uh, memories of the past because it's not the first time that you've had some symmetry between the, in the front office, you know. Lade and Ken Catanella were cool, but then all of a sudden the whole Brandon Williams thing happened. You've got Brandon Williams against Dave Yeager. All hell breaks loose, but... I just don't get the sense that's going to happen with this group. 
even though, like I said, there were some around the league who even brought the idea to me that, you know what, just what if Wes is plotting? And if things don't work out, he goes to Vivek and be like, hey, see, if I were in charge, this, this, and this wouldn't have happened because I did this, this, and this. Well, doesn't seem like we're going to get to that point right now. So, what got us here? No, you know, even with the fact that the Toronto Raptors kicked the Kings' ass Wednesday night, they're still 27 and 20. They're third in the Western Conference. And this is the best chance they've had to end that 16 year, that, that playoff drought over these last 16 years. And that's really what it comes down to. When you're winning, life is good, things make sense. There's going to be a lot more harmony. And even if there is tension, when you're winning, that tension isn't so bad. It's like then becomes like, you know, creative angst and guys just trying to do all they can to win the games. You know, that's what happens when you win. When you're losing, it's dysfunction. When you win, it's competitive fire. Gotta love how things get spun, right? (laughs) But I got to give McNair some props. He bet on himself. If you remember when he uh, agreed to become the Kings GM, the word on the NBA streets and you know talk behind the scenes was that McNair took less money than other candidates to get the job, in addition to agreeing to keep Luke Walton as his coach, which others weren't necessarily keen on doing. And he took the job anyway, and I think the crit- criticism, especially early on, rightfully so, was that he really didn't do much to help that though that that the first couple of years those teams win. There weren't you know the best moves were via the draft being Tyrese Halliburton, who happened to play the same position of your other best player De'Aaron Fox. Free agency didn't yield anything of note. The trades were like kind of on the fringe, not going to push you too far ahead type trades. You know. We all saw the deal. It didn't appear this team was really positioning itself to win. Eventually, Luke Walton gets fired. You know, last before early last season, in the same season, the Kings go out and uh, before the trade deadline, acquire Demontis Sabonis amid a, you know multiple trades they made at the deadline to uh, set themselves up for this year. So it looks like. Monty had a vision and it worked. On top of that, the Kings have made trades that have made sense. Beyond that, you know, that Kevin Herter tra- trade, Monty should, really needs to take off this, you know, take, take off his ski mask for what he did in, in getting that deal done. You look at the free agency moves in the last, you know, last year, Malik Monk was a, you know, great pickup for this team. I think Monty's got three NBA players with his three lottery picks. And Tyrese, who, of course, was traded to Indiana as part of the uh, Sabonis deal. You got Davion Mitchell. And then in this past draft, you got Keegan Murray. Two of the, the last two were still on the team. Ball, both look like NBA you know, road, you know, caliber players. Keegan, he, you know, he's a starter. Davion is a solid rotation player at this point. So, things appear to be on the upswing. You know, but like I said, it really goes back to one thing. McNair is a Dodger fan, and Dodger fans deserve all the good fortune we can get, especially considering how the team 
embarrassed us, humiliated us, made us ashamed in the playoffs last year against the Padres. (laughs) But enough of all that. I just wanted to talk a little bit and comment on this new era of normalcy in Sacramento. God knows the fans deserve it. God knows the media who's had to cover some of this random foolishness over the years deserve it. And a lot of good people who work in the organization deserve it. There's a lot of people who who you don't see behind the scenes who work very hard, who are very good at their jobs, who don't who deserve a chance to you know, you know, be a part of a playoff game and not every and not every playoff reference be on the big screen from almost 20 years ago. So, with all that said, I'm going to take me a little break here. You know, read some ads to you or an ad. And then I'll be back to talk about my favorite thing, of course, hip hop. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. Y'all know what it is this weekend. We got four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And... If you watch me on D-Lo and KC this week, my position as an avid hater of 49er fans is obvious. But how can you hate on Jalen Hurts who tweeted that he was listening to Anita Baker? I mean, that's legendary Young King stuff. How can you hate on that man? And how could you not bet, you know, pick a parlay or, you know, pick up a leg and bet on how many rushing TDs Jalen might have against the Niners. Will he throw for them? Can the Niners stop him? You know, will Brock Purdy throw an interception? If like, fuck, like he hasn't thrown one in his life. You know, he's not in his Niner life. But so many different things you can look at going into this game. But <clears throat> well, I didn't even touch on the uh, AFC. But yeah, I'm a Raider fan, so hope the Chiefs lose. That's all I'll say about that one. But here's what you got to do, y'all. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now we're going to jump back into the show with some hip hop. Yay. I love rap music. And earlier this week, I jumped out on Instagram soliciting some um, some topics, some hip hop topics. You know, I don't want to keep this just about album reviews and what I like. Love to touch on some broader discussions in the genre. And shout out to San Diego, San Diego Antics. That's like, you know, I'm going to spell it for you. S-A-N-D-I-E-G-A-N-T-I-C-S. For this week's uh, suggestion. It's about language in hip-hop. And not so much about 
like profanity. Because, I mean, I don't think you ever get rid of that shit in rap music. I just cussed. But kind of the old notion of there are things that you said in the late 80s, early 90s that you just don't say anymore. And the example he gave was the song by In Too Deep uh, from Vallejo, where I actually reside now. But in this song, Back to the Hotel. This wasn't more. This is more about their use of the word cock, and how in 2023, what that word meant to them back then, ain't what it mean nowadays. And how you could never get two guys using that on a rap song, in this hyper, um, hyper so many different things. You could say hyper aware. You could see. You could say hip hop is still hyper homophobic. You know. So many different ways. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> mm. Peanut butter and stuff got a hold of me. Woo. Probably shouldn't eat peanut butter and talk, but hey, like I said, I'm on a time crunch. But you just talked about how there's just some words that you don't use, but some things haven't changed in hip hop. And I listen to some of my, I mean, if you're like me, if you ever just listen to some of your old music and go, man, I used to jam to that song. That song can't be performed anymore. I mean, it would be crazy to perform it. One notable exception to that, Snoop Dogg's Ain't No Fun. I think that song still gets played no matter what. It's like going to be a lifetime party anthem. No matter how inappropriate the topic is, no one gives a damn. That song will forever... You know, will forever be played. But, it did get me thinking, you know, what songs do I listen to? I'd be like, man, this song is the jam, but can he say that part? And they're part of some classic albums. Like, I listened to uh, Verbal Intercourse with Raekwon, Ghostface, and Nas. There's a line where, about someone looking, quote, gay. I wonder if, you can, you can, I don't think you can get away with that anymore. And and this in the in the overall scheme of things in hip hop, we had I feel like we've seen the decline sharply in language that is homophobic or uses uh, language about gay people to, to define someone as being weak or inferior. I I feel like we've seen a departure from that. I don't know if Kendrick Lamar could write a song like Auntie Diaries for all the issues that people still may have had with that song. I don't think he can perform that song 20, 30 years ago. No way in hell. So I think we've seen progress there. I listened to some other songs and just some of the language and slurs and lingo people use maybe to describe Asian people. Seems to be, isn't the same. I mean, women are still getting called bitches, though. That hasn't changed. (laughs) But, you know, I do see that there have been some shifts in hip-hop in terms of the language. You know, and there's always going to be something that's problematic, though. There's going to be issues with, like I said, the titles used, the terms used for women. You know, and am I guilty of enjoying some of them songs? Hell yeah, I'm not up here to to be the moral police. I mean, how many times did I play the Chronics Bitches Ain't Shit on repeat? And I wasn't even an adult at that point. I played it all the time. You know, like I said... 
Ain't No Fun is one of my favorite songs. Hell, I knew a girl was cool if she knew the words. Not that, I, that was the activity I went to do with her, but, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not here to sit as moral police, but it, I am reflecting on how music has changed in hip-hop, and it's how we talk about people. So I'm here for all the discussion. Y'all know what y'all can do. Y'all can hit jump in the comments. You can, uh, on whether it be Instagram at Mr. Jason. No, hold up, y'all. I got my stuff mixed up. Twitter is at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram is Mr. Jones LBC. Jump on there. Let's have a discussion. I love the dialogue. I'm going to post a pod, of course, in my stories. So feel free to reply. May start doing a thing where I can make this even a thing where I just answer the questions sometimes either the pod or i just answer them on instagram something like that so i'm open to all the new ideas as we move into 2023 also into this era of random relevancy for the kings i shouldn't say random but it just feels random because for some of y'all your whole lives the kings have been terrible and you don't know what the hell to do with yourselves now so it's all i got for y'all on this episode should be a good uh nba weekend well it's always good when you got basketball but it's all about football this weekend be on the lookout for me online i may be jumping on a check me out on probably tweet about it jumping in a couple of chats to discuss these games have some fun with y'all so look forward to interfacing interacting with all of you out there be safe out there and again this is jason jones this is the rule of the court podcast And I will catch you next time. Y'all be good. I'm gone.